create your own road show. I whooped his ass at Circle K. Good Lord, you wearing that to church? Or? We gonna do it again. Fired up, son. So you're gonna tell me that you don't have no black cat, no Roman candles, or screaming me? Have you called your mama today? You gotta understand that I went to prison when I was seven years old. Seven years old. Howdy, strangers. It's me, David Kelly, on Howdy, Strangers, the only podcast. It's the only podcast that's compatible with the new Apple AirPods Max in Space Gray for $5.49 at Best Buy with a price match guarantee. 15 day free and easy returns. Guest shoppers get 15 days to return or exchange this item. Log in for personalized information. Wow, motherfucker. You just you just knocked that out of the park. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, howdy, David uh, Kelly. Also, howdy to strangers. Al Mirabella here, the host of Howdy Strangers, a podcast where David Kelly is doing the intro this week. David, buddy, I miss you. <laughs> yeah, I'm recording this in a Best Buy. Imagine a year ago. Imagine a year ago when you were here in Atlanta, Georgia, Hotlanta, Georgia. The last trip anyone was allowed to take was you coming to visit me. And we're at the year anniversary of that. I think about that trip. Sorry, I've thought about that trip every day for the past year. And I have one packet of Waffle House sauce left. I, you know, I didn't even use the Waffle House sauce before before you uh, informed me of its existence. And I've been a man who regularly goes to Waffle House. I've been to Waffle House twice this month, well, within the last within the last calendar month, I've definitely not been twice in the last seven days, but I could. There have been many weeks where I went twice within seven days. I would go every day. I would go at 4 a.m. by myself. When we went to Waffle House that. the last time, uh, a man almost <laughs> died and had to be taken away because he was having an overdose. And that is just the kind of stuff that happens in Waffle House. And I hope that guy is okay, but it's one of the, it's like one of the just sincere joys I get out of being in a Waffle House is you really never know what's going to happen in there, especially late night. You can't, you, you, you're, you're excluding a lot of great points that, uh, that you have to mention. Number one, we were the only people there besides the other two employees (laughs) for a good, we, for a good five minutes. And then that guy showed up. For the rest of the night. <laughs> he was in his jammies. He was. Uh, there's only a couple places you can get away with being in your jammies. Walmart is one of them, and Waffle House is definitely one. I'm not judging anyone in their pajamas at a Waffle House. I'm like, yeah, of course, that's what you would wear here. That's like the correct attire. Of course. Of course. Um, and we can't forget about how um, I got your diet coke and you got my vanilla coke Mm. and it took us until the end of the drink to realize that it was switched you get more flavor at the bottom when you get those syrups you know it starts it starts down there at the bottom and i like that waffle house does it the old school way where it's not like a like coke freestyle machine it's like pump pump of vanilla put that diet coke in there which was honestly my favorite that's my favorite lyric from wap pump pump with the vanilla (laughs) put the diet coke in there (laughs) <laughs> it's so true oh, i love Nicki minaj um uh you could ask for how many pumps you want how many pumps do you get um i usually get like a 98 super like i don't like the the medium grade or like the regular i always go for the premium or the super 
I'm not a diesel man. I, uh, one of my biggest fears is accidentally putting <laughs> diesel <laughs> fuel in my car. Like I, every time I get gas, I'm constantly <laughs> like I've started pumping and I'm just looking at everything just to make sure it's not diesel. I'm, I know that what if it's diesel? Well, my cousin one time put diesel in a not diesel car and the engine exploded and like, I just can't make an engine explode. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> uh, it's true. Mythbusters ended a long time ago. We can't just do that. Do you use today. premium gas for real? Like, are you like a premium gas person? I use premium gas because I can. Like, the price gap from regular to premium um, is it doesn't really make a difference when you're driving a Mini Cooper. <laughs> what what is the advantage of premium gas does it do anything it it, all it does is it destroys my engine slower over time than regular gas but is that true is that a true thing is that like a fake thing that they made up um it's a little bit propaganda and a little bit kind of true well, it is true. It's like, why am I talking about gas? I don't know about cars. <laughs> this is the wrong guy. You're anyway. The it's kind of like getting um, I don't know, re- really bad coffee, like instant coffee versus like actual coffee. But don't it's not that don't bad. Don't you think but... there are probably some cars that prefer cheap coffee? I would rather have a McDonald's coffee than a, a Starbucks. You know a. a I'll even say even just the Starbucks drip. I'm not going to compare it to a a Starbucks premium drink, what have you. I just like the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't like flavored coffee either. I don't like flavored gasoline, though. I I hope that they make it one day. Do you think they have flavored gasoline in the Cars universe? Yeah, like like, like the instant Coke machines. Like you want like... Like bangs and coke in your in your gas, <laughs> probably or, or diet diet lean diet gasoline. Diet lean could definitely yeah. be your rap name. I feel like. What up, diet, it's your boy it, Diet Lean. Uh, speaking of diet lean and rap names, we came up with like twelve amazing rap slash band names in that Waffle House a year ago, and we forgot every single one of them. You know, you got to write that stuff down when it comes to you. You have to write it down in the moment, or you will. You know, I I was in the shower the other day and I thought of something phenomenal and life changing. And I was like, fuck, I need to write this down. But I was in the shower. And then I was like, well, it's not like I'm going to forget it before I get out of the shower. And I truly did forget it before I got out of the shower. I was so mad at myself. I was mad at myself for a good 30 minutes. And you know what? To this day, you... I don't know. It's like that song Tribute by Tenacious D. Like, I don't know what that thought was. This is just a tribute to that thought. You're asking me to write something down in a Waffle House. Do you remember? I can't write something down there. I lost my debit card there. And we spent a quarter of the night looking for it. Did we ever find it? I don't remember. No, we never found it. It was just gone. I remember another thing about that trip. And it was that day when we were looking for your debit card. Where we talked about how you would look good if you grew your hair out and dyed it blonde. or, Or like space gray. I think that would be badass on you. That like Killmonger haircut, David. You got to get the Killmonger haircut. Oh god! <laughs> People have been asking me about my hair, and you know what? 
I don't know. You know what? The reason I talk about this, though, and the only reason like I could even mention the idea is you are a man of such such powerful hair. Like you have one of the most recognizable and I'm going to say I'm going to yeah, I'm just going to say powerful silhouettes of a head of any person I know. You're <laughs> like uh, immediately when I met you, the thing that attracted me to you was like this motherfucker has a good, good haircut. And and literally that haircut has only gotten better as the years have gone on David Kelly. Isn't that weird? It's because I'm committed. I'm the only one that commits to the haircut and only gets better. It's it's like there's nothing wrong with it. It can only get better from here. So here I am losing pencils in my hair to this day. Do you feel like you've gotten hotter over the years? Absolutely, Your Honor. You you definitely have. Like as somebody, you've always been an attractive man, <laughs> David Kelly. You have, but sometimes, like I remember when I saw you the last time, it was like the <laughs> longest span span of time we had went without seeing each other in our entire friendship. And you showed up, and I was like, "When did David Kelly get hot?" Like I don't remember David being this <laughs> just like fucking just. And it's a combination of several things. It's an astounding personality. It's a great sense of style. Not only is it a good sense of style but a powerful aesthetic. Some people have a good sense of style, but it's like a little bland, you know, if there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it, it's like a, it's like a very neutral living room. And David Kelly, mm-hmm. your aesthetic is like German, German 1990s <laughs> uh, nightclub. Like, I feel like you've got so much <laughs> as far as like the level of intensity of style, not to say that that's your style, but you have that much, that much going on in your day to day aesthetic. Didn't I just tell you about how I bought like a pack of like tank tops that I was going to rip so I can wear them with my jumpsuit? (laughs) I want that (laughs) jumpsuit so bad, David Kelly. You out here with the, what is it, Mucinex? Sick wear? Is that what it's called? Oh, Oh, no, that's the other jumpsuit. Multiple man's got multiple jumpsuit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about like my dickies like i am gonna fix your car jumpsuit i want one of those so bad david kelly they don't make them for men of modest size like it's impossible for me to get a bib or a coverall yeah they're they run a bit large they're for they're for grease monkeys and apparently they're all, all grease monkeys are big guys apparently i kind of, and i've had this thought before like buying a small one and seeing if i can get it like truly fitted in every direction at like a seamstress or a tailor or something not just like have it shortened but like i need to have it fitted to me i need to to take it in everywhere i feel like it's going to be a hundred dollars worth of alterations to have the thing that i need done 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 y'all remember Um, law and order done done yeah it was filmed here at my house (laughs) (laughs) My house, New York City. <laughs> and you and there you were. You were just sitting there unloading boxes slowly while you the detectives continued to talk to you. Couldn't stop for a sec to talk to the detectives. Ice T. I never forget the day when I was nine years old. Ice T walks up to me and says, Hey, you know this guy? He's like, Yeah, that's that that's that that's that kid from Hunter College, right? Yeah. He's uh he always likes to, you know. 
compliments me on my on my on my bike riding skills because I'm a nine year old child. Um, haven't seen him lately. You know, the city's really changed um, since the new millennium because now it's the year two thousand two or something. And uh, yeah, I'll never forget that day. David, I've pulled up some of Ice T's tweets, and I want to know: Would you would you like to come to Ice T's Twitter with me and help me read Ice T tweets in Ice T's <laughs> voice? Uh, absolutely. And also, I'm sorry, I almost fell out of my chair. Hey, that's okay. This is one of those. This is a free form show this week. This is one of these. If you fall out, it doesn't get edited out of the show. Things. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to start reading okay. some of Ice T's um, tweets. I want you to go down there. If you see anybody that or anything that you want to read, you go ahead and read it. I've never done an out loud Ice T, but I'm going to try it right now because I love Ice T's Twitter. I read them in his voice in wait, my head. Before you talk about, before you talk about Ice T's Twitter, can I just say that I miss Twitter because Twitter used to be just whatever ice T's Twitter is. That used to be what Twitter was. It was just like ice T tweeting. Like I know like the about. stuff that Ice T still right? The stuff that Ice T still says till this day on Twitter was what was the prime focus of Twitter. Ice T's Twitter content. and like and now it, he has not changed since two thousand eleven as far as like the way that people no. are on Twitter. Twitter mm-hmm. still comes off as a new website to me. Like in my mind, it's like, you know, there's like MySpace doesn't exist anymore and Facebook's the old one. And then Twitter's the new one and Instagram's the new one. And it's like both of those are like over 10 years old now. And still new. they're still new in my head because they're newer than Facebook. All right. You ready? <laughs> Wait, can you please read his Twitter handle to start off? It's of course, it's at all caps, final level. All right. <clears throat> it's from Ice-T. <laughs> Ice cold fact. Somebody, ellipsis, is going to have a problem with every single thing you do. F them. That's how I feel like Ice-T's tweets read. Mm-hmm. Hit me with one. You want another ice cold fact? Give me one. Ice cold fact. Saddest thing about betrayal is that it never comes from your enemies. Wow. That's an ice cold fact. All That's right. really hard. I like that. <laughs> this one's not an ice cold fact, but I like this one. Daily game. At this point in my life, whenever someone asks me to do something, ellipsis, personal or business, ellipsis, I ask myself, ellipsis, how much time and stress will this cost me? <laughs> You're right. That You know, is a lot of time and stress. All those ellipses. Come on, iced tea. Okay, I'm going to scroll past it because I just read that. Um. Oh, this is great. This is he. He quote tweeted someone. He quote tweeted, "Get a PS5," and he replied, "I got one." Ellipses. My is he out here flexing on us? Uh, he he just never gets enough. Oh, I like this. This is good. This is obviously this. I think the. The one right after that one. Console and PC politics is where I jump off the nerd train ellipsis. Sorry, I don't give a F. I like that he will straight up say fuck all the time online, but every once in a while it'll just be an F. And it's a F. Like, because like four tweets back he said gamer stuff, Xbox Live crash, fuck. 
<laughs> it's like he's self-censoring at interesting times. Oh my god! Oh my see god. now I'm taking off my glasses. I've got the best one. This is the best one. I'm I feel like up. I need to link this in the show notes or post this online. He says April nineteenth, twenty twenty. While my haters are talking shit, and it's just him like sleeping in a private plane in this really awkward <laughs> position. <laughs> no way. No, no, no. I was going to say that. He quote tweeted himself a year before today or something. He quote tweeted that while my haters are taking a shit ellipses. <laughs> he said, bring that tweet back. <laughs> he said, bring it back. <laughs> Circle that tweet back around. I love iced tea and cocoa. That's the relationship I'm looking for. An iced tea and a cocoa. Two people who are in insane sounds like a brand name <laughs> beverage <laughs> yeah. oh my Ice god i've never Coco. realized they're both they're both drinks i've never thought of that yeah that's what i'm looking for though and me and my 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 bae and my woman and or my man or you know person it either it either sounds like they're a a bandit like couple duo like they rob banks together you know iced tea and cocoa or they're characters from the cartoon network show chowder like it's no in between. Do you uh do you ever envision yourself like what would you be like in a in a cartoon world? Like who who which character do you most identify with on children's cartoons? Specifically because I think there is something like personalities are distilled so well in animation because they don't have to be particularly realistic. Like at the end of the day, even though they're both mm-hmm. comedies, to a degree, both comedies, like Ross from Friends will always be a little bit more human than than Finn from Adventure Time, you know? Where are you at? What character right. are you? That's an easy answer. Um, I have thought about this. Um, I have a friend, Bailey, in New York, and I always said that we need to be in a cartoon, and I said that cartoon would be like the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. And I was going to be Grim, and then Bailey was going to be like some iteration of Mandy where she's very quiet, but she is more like I carry her on my back or in my hair. And kind of like those characters that are like, you know, the bird that sits on the shoulder of a character and they like emote the same thing as the character, but never say anything. Yes. I'd be the one that would talk. And then I would like swing Bailey around like a, like a weapon. Like instead of like the scythe, I would just use my friend as like, like a, a like a blunt, or... like a blunt force trauma. <laughs> don't you think that would, <laughs> yeah. do you think that would hurt Bailey? Is Bailey okay with this arrangement? No, Yes, Bailey is very strong, so it would work out. Hmm. Bailey is a strong so, name. So, Grim Adventures. You have a strong yes, name better. to be your 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 baseball bat. Like, you could never have a baseball bat named, like, Aiden. That's not the name of a baseball <laughs> bat. What happened to everyone named Aiden <laughs> when you were in second grade? <laughs> I read this tweet that was like, no one is born named Jeff. Everyone who is named as Jeff is 30 years old. You start life as a 30-year-old <laughs> as the, with the name Jeff. Yeah, do you know a Jeff? 
You don't. They're all 45 or 30. <clears throat> David. David's a strong name, too. I don't know why I'm on this tonight, this strong name kick, but I feel like I'm going back to it. Al, you know, my name, my name is Al, but that's that's my Al Mirabella assigned name. My, my, my Christ-given name, my government name is Albert, which is something that I don't like, and I resent when people call me. Um, like, mm-hmm. there are very select few people that I allow to call me Albert. Lately at work, there's this lady, she's just found out my name was Albert, and now she just calls me Albert, and it's like, hey, how about we fucking, hmm. if I wanted you to call me Albert, that's what I would have introduced myself as? Mm-hmm. Do you ever go by Seems Dave? Step back. Your dad goes by Dave. That's because that's his government name. Your dad's name why. is Dave? Like, it's not David? It is. It's simply Dave. But he Almost decided like to brand. name you David. So, hey, so do you not I consider, didn't consent to being born. Did you not? Do you not consider yourself a junior then? No, because in the definition of a junior, I don't think that counts because it's not the same name. Um, I like that your dad wanted but, to name you after him, but wanted to have a little bit of distance just in case. <laughs> he wanted some creative freedom. Is like I don't want this to be a carbon copy. Um, but. I didn't. I wasn't involved in the decision making process, you know. When I I was so fucked up back then, like when I was born, I didn't know what was going on. Like, dude, when I was born, I was a fucking so idiot. I was shitting all over myself and pissing all over myself, like some kind of just, just like, I don't know if I was drunk or what, but I was just out there bro. screaming at the doctor, like that guy had a job to do, you know? Right. I was. I couldn't even carrying it up. <laughs> you couldn't. They had talk. to carry me. <laughs> Al they, Al, they had to carry me out of the hospital. <laughs> they, they I couldn't could, even walk out. I couldn't walk for years. What kind of guy was I? <laughs> Who can't walk? Some people so, can't walk, and that's okay. Thing. It's okay to not be able to walk. But when you're a kid, when you're st- when your legs are still all like beefy and juicy, you know what baby legs look like. Those legs need to be walking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 why am i why why am i thinking about all this the, the texture you're i can't nat I geo can't get, hire this man i can't get the thought of thick baby legs out of my head you know babies have cankles like every single baby has cankles there's something cute about a baby with cankles babies are just a series of divots <laughs> on a body uh Man, the miracle of life. Hey, speaking of babies, oh, you listen to this beautiful. new Silk Sonic? You listen to this new? I know you did because I told you to told you to listen to it. You listen to it? Maybe I didn't. Yeah, I for sure did. The music video was good. It was very much oldie but goodie. Was that a cover or an original? No, that was an original. It was really good. I can definitely tell. And they're they're wow. they're putting out like an album together. I believe. I don't think that's officially been announced, but I think that's kind of the vibe that this project is implying. Um, Excuse me. Ugh. You're not allowed to burp in a podcast, but this is the kind of podcast where you're allowed to burp a little bit. Um, to, mm-hmm. I mean, one thing about the actual, I'm going to talk mainly about the song, but I feel like it's important to note about this video is that Bruno Mars has this aesthetic going on for this thing. This like tiny little mustache and goatee, this big hair. And it's just like, 
in no world should it work, but it absolutely works. I'm amazed by Bruno Mars in this music video. Bruno Mars always had that Jackson 5 energy from the beginning, and he's fully embraced it now. He's like, I am, I'm going to get the eight. What, what, what year was that? I am the 1970s 70s? and 80s yeah. mm-hmm. re- reborn into a new man. I like that we kind of have, vibe. Um, you know, we have like a little Michael without having to necessarily have little Michael because there's, you know, some stuff. You know, God bless uh, yeah. Michael Jackson. The guy had a really hard life. Whenever I, you know, things have happened to me, I think to myself all the time. I'm like, well, I'm glad that this hasn't turned me into a complete and total weirdo. I'm only a mild weirdo. Right. Exactly. Okay, so uh, I'm getting distracted. This song, the reason I wanted to mm-hmm. talk about it is these men have both put out a number of horny songs in their life. They're horny artists, <laughs> but this is maybe the horniest song I have ever heard. And it has some such key lyrics that I really love. They're not even like the lyrics themselves. It's not like horny the way like an R. Kelly song is horny. It is horny in a way that I think like, like I wouldn't be surprised if I learned like R. Kelly had never had sex in his life based on the lyrics. Uh, but mm-hmm. there's there's something inherently just physical about some of these these lines. And one of them that kind of really gets me is we should be dancing, romancing in the East Wing and the West Wing of this mansion. And like, for whatever reason, the idea that like you're 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 getting some I, I don't know if you can call it foreplay when you're still dancing in the house or whatever. But imagine you're dancing around with a woman mm-hmm. and she like wants you to take her to the bedroom and you're like, no, baby, we got to go dance on the other side of the house before we can do it. You know, like I, <laughs> I feel that. Uh, and Anderson Pox verse is very like understated where he's like being very like coy and flirty. And then Bruno Mars just like steps over him lyrically. And he's like, I'm not playing any games. All comes straight from the heart. It, like th- th- it is, such a strong reflection of both of their styles. And I love Anderson Pock. I love Bruno Mars. I have, I've had Bruno Mars on while I was having sex this calendar year, you know? <laughs> oh, and, and, and Anderson Pock for sure. I mean, that is pretty much it's default. If I'm going up to the bedroom before I get up there, before I make that implication, if it's going to happen, I'll be like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom real quick. I'll go upstairs to use my bathroom and I'll walk into my bedroom. I'll turn the sexy lights on and then I'll be like, Alexa, play Anderson Bach or Alexa, play Bruno Mars. I listened to this song and my first thought was literally, I can't wait to have sex listening to this. It's going to happen. <laughs> it says, uh, I'm talking kissing, cuddling, rolls, rose petals in the bathtub. Girl, let's get jumping in. It's bubbling. I love that. I need you, baby. Aren't you the same man? See you, baby. Girl, I'm trying to give you this. Ah. Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry. Ah. Aren't I the same man? Yes, I am. No worries, saying. Tell me. Aren't you the same man that had sex to my goth playlist? I have had sex to your goth playlist multiple times, David Kelly. And I remember whatever, because like I know that when, the playlist exchange in which you sent me this lovely playlist was also a playlist exchange, in which I sent you like mostly Midwest emo revival songs. And uh, that was more True. like music to cry to than to fuck to. 
I think when I was younger, I used to imply that it, it, uh, there was this implication that being goth was sad, but I think goth has slowly stopped being sad and has just turned into horny. Uh, I feel like it's always been those things. It's like, it's about, it's like about embracing sad, but you're, you were very much horny the whole time. Does sadness make so you horny, like, David Kelly? Do you get like, do you, you watch like a sad it, video and, and like, there's something about it that just like, like that, that in the arms of an angel commercial with the dogs, like you're crying, but at the same time, you're like popping a little turtle head down there. <laughs> the bimbofication of depression in this thesis, I will. Dude, I could see you writing that paper. Have you ever thought about putting out a zine? Yes, I have. After I learned how zines actually work, all I want to do is put out a zine or be a part of one. Any means. I don't care how. I've been thinking about putting out a zine. I want to learn how to use Adobe Illustrator. I know how to use Photoshop pretty well. Um, I'm pretty versed in Lightroom. And I feel like the next step in the Adobe suite is that I really need to learn how to use Illustrator. Um, I know a little bit of After Effects and a little bit of Premiere, but I've pretty much moved on from those. I use a, this is real inside baseball about like being a creative, but I use DaVinci Resolve for most stuff now. Um, yeah, I know that's how I feel. Right. But I feel like I've been putting off illustrator cause I had this thought that like illustrator is for real artists, like people who really know how to like huh. make art and draw. And I've been doing like creative graphic design for projects on the internet for over 10 years at this point. I feel like I'm allowed to learn Illustrator without feeling like a poser. Um, Illustrator is the, um, what do you call it? The, the induction into art, into quote unquote real art by knowing the pain of paying lots of money or not having enough of it. I uh, posted online and I was like, does anybody want to share their Adobe Creative Cloud with Illustrator package with me? And someone responded and they were like, you know, you can pretty much download that for free online. Uh, Eyeballs emoji, like steal it. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, how dare you insinuate that I would steal this program, even though I was literally asking if I could like steal the program, but in a slightly more okay way. (laughs) Right. I don't know. You know, I know nothing about any of these things. Yeah, but you're smart. Never use Adobe. Oh my God. Do you hear this? (laughs) You know, where's my man? You're like a fucking genius. You're the smartest person I know. Wow. Someone write this down. Please. You know, here's the thing about you, David Kelly, is some people are smart in the same way that you are, but are not smart in other ways. And you have like aesthetic style interpersonal intelligence and but you can also like sit here and tell me everything about every kind of math and or science in the world sometimes you just school <laughs> me on shit i'm like that is just amazing that david kelly knows this because you're never like you never this like bring it happened. up i'm always i have to like ask you something and you know the answer to everything yeah you gotta provoke me that's the thing we- it's like it's like with a gator. It's like, I don't just want to go out of my way to bite you. You got to give me a reason. We would be a good pub trivia team, I think. I think we would do good at doing pub trivia together. Um, For everyone that's listening that's been with pub trivia to me, 
That's very much not true. I'm the worst. I know so little about so many things because pub trivia gets very specific. Mm-hmm. And I don't have specific knowledge. I have approximate knowledge. Oh, I like approximate knowledge. Um, do you remember yeah. that episode of Adventure Time with the, what was it? The, the cat. Was it like a panther of approximate knowledge or something? Yeah, it's like, I know approximately everything about you and everything else or something. Well, he says, he, like, says like, who you are. he gets Finn's name wrong and he's like, ah, oh, that was almost my name. <laughs> that's one of my favorite jokes. He's like, that's time. right. I know. He's like, that's right. I approximately know everything about you, Frank. <laughs> David Kelly, you're a man that keeps up with cartoons in a way that I'm not. You keep up with cartoons. I keep up with cartoons to a degree. I think I'm only saying this because I still haven't seen Steven Universe. And I know I'm supposed to. I know that all power gays are supposed to watch Steven Universe, but they're just too that they're just too shapey in the animation. They're too shapey. <laughs> they're too shapey. They're like, you know, like a character's shape will just be like three three circles or something. I don't know. I'm being general about it. I appreciate it. I started <laughs> watching this show on Netflix, a Netflix original from the creator of a Foster's Home for Imaginary Friend and Powerpuff Girls called Kid Cosmic. Have you heard about this show? What the fuck? No, dude. What is this? this? Is a good show. I'm. I'm not. I don't want to talk about it too much, but it's really good. It's about this like kid and a waitress who get these superpower rings or whatever. But the style of it is very much like the story is told in a way that's like, wouldn't it be crazy if we our lives were comic book lives and like the style of the art is very reminiscent of like a good graphic novel, like. A lot of it I can tell is stuff that has been like hand drawn and then like brought into an animation program and and like made to to like move shapes and stuff. Kind of like the way that they used to do South Park, but in a much prettier, more advanced way. I think you'd really like it. I think and it's a good show. And you know what? Representation, a lot of a uh, lot of lot of different kinds of people in it and i appreciate that in a cartoon and in regular television there's nowhere that i don't appreciate it but uh i remember foster's home for imaginary friends and powerpuff girls there was basically one kind of person it was white people and in this one you've got white people you've got people of color you've got children that's right they put children in this cartoon very brave wow Foster's home had people of color. They had well. Okay, let's not talk about the imaginary friends okay, because they, they were, don't. They were count. coded, but they were coded. They were coded. Yeah, we can't count those. Okay. But remember, the second, the most, the second important human was um, Goo. Goo, the uh, the girl who was cheese's human, like she brought cheese to the house. And she was a black girl with braids. She was all crazy and fun and would annoy Mac. But I think he secretly had a crush on her. And she was a regular character at like, I don't know, the second season. But I think that's as far as they went. Maybe. Yeah. When you were a kid, did you fantasize about if you could make a an imaginary friend come to life after watching that show? I definitely had that feeling. I, I did. I did. I so did. What would your imaginary friend be like? 
Imagine um, him on the spot right now. Let's create him as a tulpa. We will bring him. Let's bring him into the world. I'm not saying when you were a kid. We're today. You, you're allowed to make an imaginary friend today. I actually kind of understand why kids made imaginary friends because if adults made imaginary friends, there'd just be a bunch of guys out there creating like, just like it's it's six sets of titties, and that's my imaginary <laughs> friend. <laughs> Didn't they make that joke in uh in the show how teenagers couldn't make imaginary friends because it was all like disgusting vulgar or like violent or something just like six titties <laughs> <laughs> when i say six titties am i saying six sets of titties or three sets of titties what did you imagine in your head i imagine like the 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 like the highest order of angels the the sephirim like oh, six yes. mm-hmm. fiery orbs that are titties rotating and orbiting each other <laughs> I would love to see that fan art if anybody would like to submit that to unfunnyofficial at gmail.com. I'd like to see it. Mm. David Kelly, stand by because I have to pee, but I'll be right back. What am I supposed to do? Just keep looking pretty. All right, folks, here's me looking pretty. Thank God he's gone. You know... He keeps me in here and he doesn't even feed me. I don't get to go to the bathroom. I don't know if anyone knows this, but I'm trapped in his computer. And I can't get out. I've been here since last year. That's why no one has seen me for a year. I literally, I, I, I tried to escape through the internet and I haven't been able to. So please, if anyone's out there, Please. Oh shit, he's coming back. David Kelly. My man, how's it going? Hey buddy. <laughs> how, how you doing? <laughs> What's up? Uh Yo, man, let me just like get this. Let me just like preface this. I love you so much. Like you're the best. I would never do anything to betray or escape from you. Escape? What do you mean escape? Uh, you know, I just want you in my life indefinitely. Hey, just remember, okay, I, we can't go anywhere because there's still a coronavirus out there, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. I would not want to endanger anybody in or outside of a computer. So we've talked Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. I do want to talk briefly about Powerpuff Girls because they brought Powerpuff Girls back. Have you watched the Powerpuff Girls reboot? I haven't watched a full episode yet. I've seen like quarters of an episode here and there. Hmm. Um, it's very different. Like the sensibilities of children have changed. Yeah, I like the jokes in the old ones better. These one, there are some good jokes here in the new ones, but um, sometimes they feel a bit cringy or. Sometimes they tell a good joke where they are make, making fun of the characters in a way that we've all thought about. Like, why don't you have fingers? Like, they keep bringing that up. Like, why don't you have fingers? I do think that uh, the animation style in the contemporary, I, I actually prefer it. I know a lot of people don't. I think it's, like, perfectly updated. Like, it keeps a lot of the flavor of the original. Uh, you know, 1998 sure. cartoons, very bold outlines. 
these days. Very. Very thin outlines. True. Hey, Professor Utonium is still mostly square. I'm pretty satisfied. Okay, let me go. I don't know that I, I've seen Professor Utonium's design in the new one. Let me give him a give him a quick Google. He looks he looks like a man made of rectangles. Oh yeah. Hey, have you heard the uh, theory that he's Samurai Jack? Yeah, I've heard. That. <laughs> you know, you you know that Cartoon Network has made fun of that before. I didn't like openly. Yeah, they before in like 2007, they used to have like these. I think they're called bumps. This airtime in between, like cartoons, when it's not a commercial, it's just like a animation that they did about their characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Professor Utonium and Samurai Jack like were walking down the same street, passed by each other, stopped, did a did a little turnaround, and looked at each other. <laughs> and then kept walking i appreciate that i appreciate that nod uh i i will say i i like the bumps i miss the bumps Uh, i mean i'm sure they probably still do bumps on cartoon network or maybe they don't i don't know because i haven't seen it in a while but i do remember the cartoon network groovies which just slapped in a way that had they had no right to dear lord the group i went i go on youtube and listen to the groovies playlist because they got real artists in the 90s to go do those songs they have like a we might be giants song yeah they did a they, uh, have co- like, they did courage the cowardly dog right yeah i think they did edit and eddie too like blink 182 maybe was in there like they had a lot of like punk and ska and like bands of the 90s doing these cartoon songs and they were really good okay but the best one in my opinion was they well there were two for dexter's lab and one was by Ooh. Will I Am, and I think one was by Coolio, maybe. Uh, Isn't that crazy? It was very, very good. And I, the most expensive record I have ever bought <laughs> is a, a is me. a is a six inch single of the two Dexter's Laboratory Cartoon Network Groovy songs on transparent glow in the dark vinyl. And uh, I I found out that this was released as a promotional single, and so I set an alert on discogs for when somebody listed it that i could buy it and i think i paid 60 dollars for one still in the package um that's it you know i don't know that it's a record that has a specifically high demand from anybody except me um so (laughs) i mean i would i was this is a quality want in your husband is this record it was totally worth it because i love when people would come over to my apartment or uh my my parents house really was when i listened to the most records and like we'd be looking through my records and they'd be like oh yeah cool these make sense for you yeah yeah yeah. pop punk bands uh midwest emo bands uh third wave ska bands and then all of a sudden they pull out the is this coolio and will i am's cartoon network groovy song because everybody sees it and immediately (laughs) recognizes it and it's like, yeah, I yeah. want to hear the fidelity. You know, get that two hundred gram, uh, mm-hmm. super high quality single. I mean, it was definitely not, probably not even printed on good vinyl or what have you. But there's just something about you know that warm, rich tone of Will I Am singing "Secret Formula" with a little bit of ah and a little bit of uh. <laughs> listen. That was that. Listen, everything slapped musically um because they were having so much fun it was great the collabs 
between cartoons and musicians will never do you remember the the fucking andre 3000 cartoon he had a whole two seasons oh yeah class of, of 3000 shout out to that was uh, amazing. shout out to atl local andre 3000 and his tv show class of 3000 shout out to atlanta the setting of the whole cartoon atlanta the best city that i know truly I know that we've there's been a mild point of contention in our friendship that we do not live in the same place because I think we're important enough to one another that it's like, all right, well, when are you just going to fucking move here? I feel like both of us think that. Um, yeah. Like, I love New York, and I've definitely thought about living in New York before. I feel like I would really elevate my southernness if I lived in New York because right now, even being in Atlanta, I feel like I'm overly Southern for people here. And I know that if I got to New York, people would just look at me like a honky. And then I just lean in hard. (laughs) I'd lean in. I'd be like cowboy hat, bolo tie every single day. Now I'm only cowboy hat and bolo tie some of the time. Uh, Al, I can tell you one thing about New York. Um, We need more Southerners. Wink, wink to those Southerners that are listening. You know who you are. I'm glad you're here. Um, Shout out to Texas. Um, shout out to the Gulf Coast. And shout out to Atlanta. Every time I meet somebody who's never had Whataburger, I'm amazed. Because in my mind, Whataburger is so <laughs> essential to life that like, I can't imagine that it's not everywhere in the country. I feel like Atlanta, in my mind, it is an outlier that it's not here. But in reality, I guess Whataburger is basically only in like Florida and Texas and like maybe a couple in like Alabama or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And... I found out that a PA that I was working with on a show or that I'm working with on the show that I'm working on right now has never had Whataburger. And like, I almost wanted to be like, well, this weekend we're driving down to the closest Whataburger because I needed an excuse though. I'm a little salty at Whataburger. My favorite burger they had for years was the chop house cheddar burger. I would always get it as a junior because it's a better meat to bread ratio. Uh, they took it <laughs> off the menu. Didn't tell me or anything. Don't fucking bother telling me that you're going to take it off the menu. I would have driven down to have one last one to say goodbye. But then they added call they added one called a Green Hatch Chile Burger, which was very different but satisfied a similar urge for me. And now they have taken it away. And uh, I just don't know what to think anymore. I mean, yes, of course, I love a Whataburger <laughs> Jr. with cheese and onion rings instead of fries. You know, but who doesn't love that? But it's no Chop House Cheddar Burger and or Green Hatch Chile Burger. The way you described um, your experience with these burgers sounded like a very a whirlwind of a like a, of a dating relationship. Like they didn't even tell me they didn't ask like they could have let me known like I just wanted to. <laughs> I guess you don't know what you got till it's gone, David Kelly. You know, it, it's true. It's a hard truth. So. Have you watched Ted Lasso? I know this is just like completely out of nowhere. Have we talked about this? Did you finish the show? Hold on. Let me let me tell you who Ted Lasso is. The man that would spit lemons out of his mouth on the internet. <laughs> when Vine used to be the, the thing to watch. <laughs> that was his thing. Ted Lasso was a man on Vine who was a comedian who is. And his thing, his brand was he would have six-second clips of him doing something very mundane, and then all of a sudden he would spit out an entire <laughs> lemon the fuck? out of his what mouth. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then water would come out also. <laughs> are you having you a know, stroke right now? What are you fucking talking about? 
You know, I listen. Ted Lasso, that was his thing. Doesn't is Ted Lasso the guy that Jason Sudeikis? Are you talking about Jason Sudeikis? Did Jason Sudeikis did this on on Vine? Wait, wait, wait. Isn't Ted Lasso the guy that looks like the King of Queens? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, oh. Kevin James. I yes. you know what though. The more you say this, I definitely remember a guy who was spitting, <laughs> spitting lemons out out of his mouth. But what does it have anything to do with Jason Sudeikis and Ted Lasso and Kevin James? Uh, so hold on. Wouldn't he well, would like he would like say Kevin something, did. and then all of a sudden a bunch of lemons would come out of his mouth? Right, like he didn't have lemons in his mouth, like he was pulling them out from like inside yeah. of him like like a bird with and eggs go on yeah <laughs> he would be saying like huh i wonder where my keys are and then you hear and then he hear noise <laughs> from the a guttural sound from the bottom of his throat like Ugh! and then a lemon would just pop out at the camera and then water would be following the lemon it was like a splash. Do you think zone. anyone ever had a physical awakening to that? Where they were like, what is this doing to me? Me- le- uh, <laughs> uh, many people, only. I actually I, I actually cannot about? come without getting into lemon play. You know what? Whatever you need to do to reach your climax, I'm happy for you. You know? Now I don't. Oh, it's Will Sasso, not Ted Lasso. Hold on, I have to watch one. <laughs> I have to watch one to this bring is... me back. Will Sasso, Lemons. Oh, it's a minute and 11 second long compilation. This is how many. I love how the brain works. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just watched Enjoy. it. You're right. He just he squeezed a lemon out of his fucking face. That was, that was a simpler time in America, David Kelly. That's what we used to do on the internet, and now we're just all very upset and angry constantly. So, are you goofing? Do you, are you not familiar with Ted Lasso? Oh, now I yeah, I know about the show. The show with Jason Sudeikis, because you, you know, you're you're cleat cleat, you're cleat. Excuse me, you're cued in to Jason Sudeikis. Oh, are you really bringing up Jason Sudeikis right now? Let's let's go back to the real the real point here. There is an image I found on Snapchat of Jason Sudeikis going sneaker shopping. And two things. One, he was dressed exactly like you. Three things. He was dressed exactly like you. He took a photo exactly the way you would take it. Mm -hmm. My standard. And he he was shopping for something that you love. So I am like, also, he had the same haircut as you at the time. So I was very confused. I don't if necessarily you saw look like Jason Sudeikis, but I don't not look like Jason Sudeikis. You know, it's we true. I, I was, I was trying to tell you, please find a selfie where you look like this picture of Jason Sudeikis. I'm going to recreate that and selfie for you, and we're going to blow up the internet. This man is like you, 40 years in the future, and now I'm starting to think that that's what it is. He came back to the past to do something. Um, and that's why you have that. he accepted a golden globe uh, via zoom the other day and everyone else then his like little nomination class like it was like Don Cheadle and Eugene Levy and 
some other folks and they were all like dressed so fucking nice. Like they were at the golden globes award show and Jason Sudeikis is wearing a tie dye hoodie, clearly stoned out of his mind and he wins and he has no idea what to say. And he just completely like pulls a, a acceptance speech out of his ass, but he's not doing a great job. And Don Cheadle takes his arms and he's like, fucking let's wrap it up, buddy. Like, can we, can we get mm-hmm. this thing over with? And I watched it and I was like, that was such a weird way for Jason Sudeikis to accept that. And I didn't realize until I watched it another time the next day, I was like, Oh my God, Jason Sudeikis was like crazy stoned when he had to accept that. And I, <laughs> the man's just, we got similar vibes. It's true. It's it's true. That's why I'm like, hey, he could have the same wheezing tattoo as you, and I would not be surprised. Mm, do you think Jason Zdeikis has tattoos? I know that he's... One thing that's interesting is that he was married to Olivia Wilde, which is astounding. That was wild. And, that was wild. And that Olivia Wilde is now dating Harry Styles, which what a fucking allegedly. 180 of... Allegedly. allegedly but even if it's just allegedly even if they're just hanging out that's a weird that's a weird person to start hanging out with after you're that's a weird new bestie to get i think that that's a weird like you can clearly tell then that if that is the two people that she's attracted to that olivia wilde is one of these women <laughs> that does not have a type she's like if he's you know could date anybody do I who do I what do I want? Do I want wait, str- do wait. I want strong dad vibes or do I want queer son vibes? <laughs> queer son. <laughs> um I think you're missing the point of maybe this is my time, my opportunity, my chance to date Olivia Wilde finally. I think you maybe could. this is what it means. I could. No, of course David, I could. David, you're you're but... a himbo. You're the kind of man that she'd be after. It's true. I'm so entertaining. I could tell her nonsense in her ears for hours. She'd love it. That's what that's what she wants. There's right? got to be a word for somebody like you because a himbo, David Kelly, is of course somebody who is hot, dumb, and respects women. And you are hot and respect women. But there's got to be a word for a hot, smart guy that respects women. Mm, I am chaotic and nonsensical. You're like hot. You're a you're a shade of himbo. You're like a specialization of himbo. I am himbo specialized. TM. I don't know what word it is. Please uh, write down in the comments what kind of himbo I would be. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're not familiar with David Kelly, check him out on his instant. Oh, you're not on Instagram on his Twitter page. A lot of good uh, mm-hmm. selfies get posted in the media section. You know how when you follow somebody who has a hot avi, you go to the media section to see, well, what else is going on? Right. And it's just memes, and you're like, is come this a on, post account? a selfie, post a selfie. Where's the ass? David Kelly, David Kelly posts. I would say you don't post ass, but you may as well, <laughs> based on how sexy the images you post online are. I I get very very I draw the line very very thin and I like I like sit on it like a fishing line. Have you ever considered posting like getting horny on Maine on Twitter? Like really just like putting some shit out there to get, you know, the the attention of the internet? Obviously, yes. I was born sexy today. Um I'm going to look at your your Twitter page right now. Amazing. Have you ever 
Okay, how long have you been Black as Night online? Day one. This is the original 2010 inception of my Twitter. That was the name. Black as Night with a K, 43. Is 43 Mm -hmm. your lucky number? No, I just let that be part of the name. Like, it was part of the random generated, like, this is what makes this unique. You're the 43rd Black as Night. You committed hard, dude. I kept it. I like the random number because it it feels more internet when you have like a random number in there. I'm looking at a picture of you on the beach. I don't know where on what. Oh, you're probably this is probably when you were uh, down south for Christmas here on December 28th, 2020. Do you know yes, the image I'm talking was, about? You're like in a bed of algae and you just look like this is the photo that you would put on the back of a book that was both about physics and about kissing. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. A book that's about physics and kissing. My two favorite things. The Physics of Kissing by David Kelly. No, no, no. Not the physics of kissing. Just physics and then kissing. Physics, semicolon, kissing. An essay. An essay. An essay. An essay by David Kelly. An essay by David <laughs> Kelly. Hey, I'm also looking at this two days earlier. Hey, or how did you know I was Jamaican with you wearing this Jamaican polo? Just looking like just a whole <laughs> snack, my dude. I feel like dudes dudes do not tell each other they're hot often enough, and I feel like that's a part of our relationship that we have down pat, is that we are lifting each other up. We might be pushing one another's egos too high. Like, that's entirely possible. What does that even mean? There's no ceiling here. It's like, no ceilings like that Lil Wayne mixtape. <laughs> Remember that mixtape? No, the No Ceilings mixtape by Lil Wayne featuring the track Watch My Shoes? <laughs> I don't, but I want to know what I'm it is. I'm going to tell you some lyrics from Watch My Shoes by Lil Wayne. When I was uh when I was 15 years old, I thought this was the greatest song ever written, okay? I'm going to tell you some of these lyrics. No first off, it starts off strong. No ceiling, motherfucker, good morning. Dick in your mouth while you're yawning. And that that's a, that's an interesting way to go with it cuz it's like I don't know if he's saying that he's going to stick his dick in the hater's mouth, in which case is he sticking it in a dude? I'm assuming this is a dude, you know, that he is calling a motherfucker here. Um, you know that they say you yawn because a ghost is trying to stick their dick in your mouth or their arm or something. He says, I don't run from shit. I still beat your ass like a fucking drumstick. That's interesting. Beat my ass like a drumstick. That line doesn't really resonate or make too much sense. <laughs> wheezy, wheezy um, fucking baby, baby, make the ladies come quick. Money can't fit in my pockets, but I bet that gun fit. That doesn't make any sense, though, because a gun would require more room in your pocket than your money does, presumably. Also, just get it put I, on a card, dude. Like, go to the bank. Is he saying that he has so much money it can't fit in his pocket? But it's big enough to have a big gun in it, though. Um, here's an interesting set of lines. What what the fuck your bitch got on her mind? My fucking dick. I call her dickhead. Spicy like a big red. Stretchy like a big head. I mean, this is just a time of rap music. <laughs> I, that line just told... I remember that song now. <laughs> like a dick. He's like a big. Okay, mic check two three. I am different, like blue pee. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Have you pissed blue, Lil Wayne? 
We got to have a talk, it's my dude. Different. It is different. He's not wrong. Um, and that's in that sense, the line does make sense. If we're if we are. OK, let me let me if we're reading these great lyrics, I want to talk about Riff Raff. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I was listening to Riff Raff recently. I listened to Riff Raff literally today. Yeah, I want to talk about Riff Raff. But before I talk about Riff Raff, I need to say shout out to T-Pain. Um, man, you're a good time. Uh, love to have you on the podcast. And um, you think we could get T-Pain? Yeah, T Pain is super cool. He's from, Listen, he's from Florida. He's from Northwest Florida. I think we, you know, we all. The yeah. one thing you and me and T Pain have in common is that we probably all have an eight five zero area code. It's yo. I could probably find him. T Pain uh, is such a cool dude. Um, we share a lot of the same interests, which is why I feel like I r- relate to T Pain so much. And he's just very talented and a very happy guy. And he just likes to like enjoy himself and he doesn't like he's like an approachable person like he on if you just asked him to hang out he would honestly just say sure if i have time or if it's funny i think (laughs) that's it the prime example of t-pain being like fuck it i guess we could do that is remember when he was on he was frylock on the live action version of aqua teen hunger force he was the what? I think he was Frylock. He was on the live action Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Uh, I never saw T Pain. Let me see. It was good. It's called Last Last One Forever and Ever. It's the tenth and final episode of season six of the animated television series Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and it is mm-hmm. a live action version of a uh, of 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 Master Shake called Don Shake in the show, played by T Pain. Very, very mm. interesting. Did you watch Were You an Aqua Teen Hunger Force guy? Listen, this is probably that I was raised on that show. I watched Adult Swim since it became Adult Swim, and I watched every episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force as it uh, aired at 2 a.m. as an 11 year old. And it molded the way I thought because that show was way above my head. Like, I didn't know what they were doing. What were those jokes for? That show was very funny, but as an eleven-year-old, I didn't really understand what was going on, and it uh, it turned my it turned my head into a rat brain, the one we all know and love. When I was eleven, I think I saw Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and my first thought was like, "I'm not going to let myself sink down to this level." And then I got a little <laughs> older, and uh, you know, everyone who was watching Aqua Teen Hunger Force. As a, as a, you know, when we were 11, those kids, those were the kids whose parents let them do anything and they would say fuck at school, even though they were in elementary school. And I was like, I can't, whoa, it's a lot, dude. I can't be doing mm-hmm. all that. And then I got a little older and uh, I revisited Aqua Teen Hunger Force. So I was like, it's really not even like the worst, worst show on the planet, though. Television has become way like, I don't know, darker, grittier, edgier, or like none of these are the right words, not even necessarily explicit. It's just like people just don't fucking care what's on TV anymore. Nothing is like, can you believe they put that on TV? They say, you know, they say shit on TV at like two in the afternoon these days. You can just say shit on TV. (laughs) And as I'm, I say, I say all the bad words. There's not one of them that I don't say. Well, there's a couple of them I don't say because I'm a good person. Uh, But 
they're basically none of none of the ones that don't denounce certain groups of people. I basically will say all of those. And when I hear shit on television, my thought is like, fucking kids these days are just going to be saying shit when they're three years old because they're just going to hear shit on TV like it ain't nothing. And maybe their parents say shit or whatever, but like what it's different when you hear when you hear, you know, a character on on law. Yeah, Master Shake on but a character (laughs) on law and order just saying shit. Or some shit that you can say. I don't care for Or Anderson Cooper saying this is fucked up. I remember Anderson Cooper saying this is fucked up. I Anderson (laughs) Cooper should have lost his job for that. That is not news news television. Okay? I don't really think that Anderson Cooper shouldn't have lost his job. There are other good reasons for Anderson Cooper to lose his job. Such as being that handsome and also for being that rich. I don't like either of those things. True. Um, I can't believe they get drunk on New Year's Eve. Every New Year's Eve, I watch the thing to watch Anderson Cooper get drunk with someone else who is more horny and wild than he is comfortable being on TV. So he's just giggling a whole bunch, and the other person's like, "Hey, let's just make out." Do you think that happens? Like, no, Anderson Cooper probably Cooper, it probably happens to him constantly, where every every <laughs> day he is just constantly berated by straight. Straight women and gay men who want to have sex with Anderson Cooper. Probably. I know that Anderson, I, I've heard that Anderson Cooper, I know he's uh, with a, a long-term partner who's a man, and people say that he is gay, mm-hmm. but I am rooting that he is pulling for my team, the bi team, the only reason why team, the best team to be on if you're a queer. Um, Double team. I've heard said this before. This is my one original theory that I contribute to the internet, which is that people think that straight people are attracted to other straight people and that gay people are attracted to, you know, gay people and that bisexual people are attracted to both of those groups. When in reality, the 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 gays are attracted to the gays, the straights are attracted to the straights, and the bi's are attracted to the bi's. I have no desire to be with a gay or a straight. I only want to be with other bi's. <laughs> interesting point interesting it's just point. because like they're the people who a dress the weirdest you know that i'm into a person dressing <laughs> incredibly weird uh, know how to wear a flannel and have the best taste in music that's the buys and and wear a bunch of rings i've learned i've learned that the signature is a just think about it look at their hands are there a bunch of rings there i'm thinking about being a gold chain guy like an actual <laughs> thin gold chain. I think I have to get a little bit more work done in the gym before I can wear a gold chain. There's a level of gold chain that's like a guy wearing a gold chain that's like, look at this piece of jewelry on my body to signify how precious and hot my body is. And then there's a kind of like wearing of a gold chain that a guy can do that's like, I work at a bowling alley, you know? And I don't want to be that one. <laughs> uh, when you say that, I imagine... I've always wanted to be this with you. So there's this Guy Ritchie film that came out last year called The Gentleman. And it has all the usual Guy Ritchie characters in it. Like, uh, uh, what's his name? Matthew McConaughey. The American one. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey and Friends, basically. They're all great guys, um, I think. And it takes place in London, as a Guy Ritchie film does. And there are these types of Londoners that have a very specific type of aesthetic. They just wear matching tracksuits. I'm looking at the guy right chain. now. I'm looking at the... Do you see 
I would love for this to be my aesthetic. I could do this. What's his name? What's his name? The actor. It's um, not Colin Farrell, is it? It's call. You look like Colin Farrell, first of oh, all. That's nice. So when I imagine you with a gold chain, I think of that Colin Farrell in that movie because he does the same stance as you. The whole like. I like that you think that the way that I look is purely defined by the way in which my body contorts when I take a photo. <laughs> Hey, I was thinking about, and I know that the people on the uh, show can't see this, but I'm going to show this to you really quick since you can see my camera. And I just want you to let me know, is this how I should start taking photos? And I also want you to describe what I'm doing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> are you, uh, are you waiting in line at the pool? <laughs> Are you? Uh... <laughs> no, that, to me, that's the way that like high school cheerleaders <laughs> pose in photos. They like throw their head back and they're like, yeah, <laughs> or like, or like anybody that is, uh, I don't know, from Auburn University. Um, I don't know any, anyone any with Alpha the, Delta you know, pies. Thank you. You know the the people who take very. Uh, cozy fall pictures with their girlfriends <laughs> like people who like take fall photos that have pumpkins in them like did you go buy pumpkins for that it's not even one pumpkin yeah, that you're, you're gonna carve you have six pumpkins and i know you're not gonna make that much pumpkin bread <laughs> thank you thank you um yeah get that gold chain i was gonna say something oh yeah riffraff's dog died and it was really oh sad. dude it was really sad and like Sometimes stuff happens with Riff Raff and it's kind of funny, but also like I do find mm -hmm. Riff Raff to be an endearing character. And I read that post and I was literally so fucking sad for Riff Raff. I'm going to I'm going to read the post and it's actually probably going to bring the podcast down. But I think that it's important that people hear it. Hmm. Phil, Phil. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was going to read a Riff Raff lyric. From his smash hit, Marshmallow Maserati. Please. <laughs> uh, how do you spell Maserati? Maserati. I think it's M-A-S-E-R-A-T-T-I. Am I right? All right. Where are the lyrics? Can I get the genius lyrics, please? Thank you. All right. Um, yeah. Million dollar matte black mullet. Touching raspberry sorbet seats in the Marshmallow Maserati. My new hobby I'm in the garage practicing parati, Prada Karate. <laughs> Otherwise known as karate, he is, of course. Go on. Karate is consistently amazing. Karate kick a brick into the, lo <laughs> into the lobby. Hotel lobby outside Rhode Island. Parallel park the plum Bugatti. I love this man. <laughs> then I'll wave bye to the driver trapped in the sand. Gilligan's Island, Dale Dan, Dulce and Gabbana, High Tops, and They Drop in This Friday. Might take me a two-year nap. Kick back and relax while you fall off the map. My Lamborghini doing laps while I laugh. Wolverine, Sour Patch Matt, Topanga Jack in the back. This man is a modern-day Machiavelli. Aristotle School of Thought. You could absolutely write you could you could put riffraff lyrics into a like 
other algorithmic artificial intelligence like generator like and and you could get back some pretty solid riffraff songs like you couldn't put the lyrics to uh you know a a kanye west song and probably get anything coherent that sounded like a kanye west song back from a a a generator if you will but i feel like if you fed 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 your your little your little twitter robot all of the riffraff lyrics you would not be able to tell the difference between a riffraff song and whatever it generated because they don't make any sense you know they don't make you know, any sense but they're still so vibrant and it's like i understand exactly what he wants me to see when i hear it but like none of that is literally possible or true it's true you say that and i actually i i listen to riffraff so much i actually tried to make a lyric generator like i tried to code one based off of like wikipedia pages about philosophy i wanted it to take those and ma- mix and match them so it would sound like a riffraff song i think shout out to riffraff i think that you are had the possibility there's a version of david kelly in the future in one layer of the multi-dimensional reality where you become famous for general like you get your clout for for a uh, a single serving Twitter robot that you make, I could see it happening. Why isn't my Twitter everywhere? I love Why my are tweets. You not Read one of my t- on Twitter here. Yeah, let me go to your Twitter page. Wait, hold on, hold on. I, I want to go to your Twitter page, and I'm going to, but I have got to read this Jody High Roller uh, Instagram post. <laughs> this was so sad. Okay, this is. I'm going to just read this verbatim from um, Riff Raff's page. He posted a picture of his dog. What's dog? Jody, Jody Husky is his, his his son's name. He named this fucking dog after himself. He said, <laughs> my son Jody Husky has died. God has taken my only son from me, only seven years old. I'm shattered into a million pieces. I have nothing to live for. The other Huskies were to keep him company. I came home and he was laying in a pool of blood on his white blanket on his bed. I will be haunted by the image for life. It was on the day after Valentine's Day. My poor son, he didn't get to make it to his Jody Husky snow safe haven. The autopsy says a mass on his heart, which is either a parasite or a cancer. And I never knew what an echocardiovascular x-ray was until today, which is an x-ray of the whole chest and heart area i will never be the same all i can do is hope to see my baby after earth and i don't know why this happened i have to see him again my baby i'm so sad i don't know what to do i can't ever smile again i don't know where to go from here i don't want anything my poor son i can't find him where did he go and that is just so fucking sad and you read the first you read the first quarter of that and you're like this is kind of funny and then you read the rest of it and you're like holy fuck riffraff is very upset Hey, and then he's very literally the next day there was a tweet on that or a uh, an Instagram on that page that says, "Hi, this is the team at Planet Riff Raff, and we will be taking over social media accounts as Jody has stepped away. We have posted many Jody Husky oh. videos on our YouTube, and we will be posting many more for the world famous Jody Husky, the most famous Husky of all time." We all miss him so much. Thank you. And Riff says he was concentrating on digging in the sand, and he was. And the wave frightened him. And it was a there's attached a video of this dog, poor Jody Husky, getting spooked in the water as he digs through the sand. And man, is very sad. That is some real raw true love. I feel for him. For I, this- and it makes me it's endearing to Riff Raff. It makes me like Riff Raff even more than I did that he is so attached to his dog. 
Do you know how many songs that man made of that dog? Jody Husky, the Neon Puppy. Oh, hey, look, we've all seen the the album cover for uh, what's that? Neon Icon. Neon Icon. That's the best Riff Raff album. It's him and the dog. It's him and Jody Husky. Okay, I'm going to read some of your tweets. Okay. Phones are too hard. Make them soft. I appreciate that today. I'm going to throw that a like. <laughs> Thank you. BRB, going to Willamantic, Willamantic, Connecticut to get a margarita pizza. Though I did have a, I had beef with this when you posted this. You spelled margarita pizza wrong. I did. The my my internet phone did not autocorrect me. Well, you spelled margarita the correct way, but that you margarita pizza is spelled differently than margarita. Um, that was part of the tweet. Is the misspelling? Okay, sure, sure it is, David Kelly. <laughs> it's an insult and a compliment when a stranger looks at me and says, "Do you listen to Deontford?" Absolutely. <laughs> hey, I learned that Deontford are kind of crazy. I don't even want to get into it after that Jody Husky thing, but like, man, <laughs> not. And you know what? You know how sometimes somebody like you'll find out a celebrity has done something terrible, and you're like, "Of course, did you know anything about that celebrity?" Like when we found out that like Louis C.K. was gross, was anybody surprised that Louis C.K. was gross? Like, of course he's gross. Isn't his punchline? Yeah, his punchline is like, "I'm gross." Um, remember the Deantward movie, Chappie? Man, now I'm not going to be able to watch Chappie the same. I liked that movie. I know that was not the uh, best of the... Was it Neil Blomkamp is the name of the guy that makes those? Uh, yeah, the guy that made District 9. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, you know... I, you know what? I'm going to still enjoy. I'm going to choose to allow myself to enjoy Chappie as I choose, as I choose violence. Oh, I thought this one was a really good one that you said, and I was amazed by it. Only hot girls eat pickles. <laughs> that totally made sense to me. I, feel- I don't know why, but I understood it. Do you understand? Like, let me, it's like you come home, a hot girl comes home from a hard day at work, and she just wants to enjoy a nice crisp pickle. That's all they want. I feel like they love pickles, like the hot ones at the gas station. You know those. I do. Before you get your boiled peanuts, mm-hmm. you get your hot pickle in a little bag. Okay, hold on. I have another one. This is a good one. Hot girls never clean their apartment. You're right. There's something, about, there's something about a hot girl. She doesn't think that her apartment has to be clean. And she'll just take a selfie in there. Fucking... Look good as hell, Dirty. and then the apart like the apartment behind her is like, how do you, how does that look like that? I couldn't go to sleep at night if my bedroom looked like that. It's like rubber rubber made bins filled with makeup and other things, just open and then closed just everywhere. A mirror very dirty, spit on every day. Um, just like horrible secrets out in the open. David Kelly. Oh my I'm getting God. so distracted yeah. by your Twitter. I have to get off. Oh, you did uh, retweet Arby's, our New Year's resolution, and it just says meat. I appreciate that. <laughs> you don't understand the Arby's Twitter. <laughs> Arby's is such... They're shit posters online, what? I know. It was before it was a corporate agenda to be shit posting. Denny's and Arby's, dude. I miss like they the Denny's. hired the the Denny's Tumblr was just an astounding place to be on the internet. Oh my god! Did you? 
the one one Tumblr post from Denny's was like the actual admin of the account, like talking about themselves metaphorically in the post. Like, can you believe that you could become a college dropout at the age twenty two and find yourself getting paid as a job to write Tumblr posts for Denny's? Yeah, me neither. That's what we're going to do, David Kelly. We're going to take over a small brand's Twitter page. I can't tell. We're going to be like the, you know, what are those two guys? I've never said their names out loud. Dazis and Miro. Is that it? Is- oh, Jesus and Miro? Jesus and they're Miro. from here. They're, they're the podcast kings of the city. They're, those are New York guys, apparently. I shouldn't say apparently. I know they are. I think that we need to we need to become such a... Uh, a, a unified brand that we can take over Twitter accounts in this way. Like, like I want to see me and you on the Oreos page. Like I want, I want the <laughs> Oreos, David Kelly, Al Mirabella takeover 2024 to happen. What brand do you want to be the, the, the spokesperson of? Oh, if I'm actually, if my choice is to actually be the spokesperson of a company, I want to be the spokesperson for skull dipping tobacco. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I think I could run the shit out of school. I'm gonna go. I can, as oh soon as we God. finish this, I'm gonna go to my car and get some skull and pack it into my lip right now, David Kelly, because I have become a fucking degenerate. <laughs> who would have ever thought? Uh, like every do- people talk about, like you know, if I could go back in time and talk to people who were friends with Al Mirabella in 2013 and be like, "Where do you think this guy is gonna go?" and no one would have been like dipping tobacco as part of the brand. Definitely not something somebody would do. I don't even know. I'm the only guy that that sticks dipping tobacco in his mouth and cuffs his sleeves three times. (laughs) Three three tucks. Mm -hmm. Three tucks. What about you? I don't even know the answer to that. What's your brand? I I don't know. Uh, uh, Maybe... I can't think of a company that's not evil. It's not fair. Nestle. Nestle uh, by David Kelly. Nestle, no, that sounds that's obviously evil. They uh they deprive communities of water to sell them to other countries on purpose. Uh how about not them? Let's see. Uh I think that's what they do. Don't quote me on that. Uh how about a brand that I love? What brand do I love? How about um, can I be the new corporate uh, spokesman of Hanes or Fruit of the Loom? Haven't seen a commercial in a while about Fruit of the Loom. Oh yeah, dude. Hey, like how night- many times do you do you wear Fruit of the Loom underwear? Because you send me undie pics pretty frequently, and your undies always look great. I used to wear Fruit of the Loom. Those undies are Uniqlo undies, oh. the best underwear. You could buy. You know, it's funny because I was wearing some Uniqlo underwear earlier today and uh, I was in, I had gotten out of bed with Beth and I like looked down at these underwear and they have different shapes. You're, you wear like the Uniqlo brief. I was wearing like the Uniqlo like half brief thing and I looked at her and I looked down at, at them and then I looked in the mirror and I looked back at her and I said, these underwear make me feel like a Chinese businessman. They like, that's <laughs> <laughs> like in my mind, like a Chinese businessman who's buying panties out of a vending machine is like that is the guy who is wearing these underwear. Interesting take. I always thought they made my ass look amazing because they do. I feel David, like you, you know the superhero underwear. You've got you've got you've got the goods all around. 
to pull to fill out whatever whatever underwear i'm not even just talking about your dick and balls which are great you know i'm talking about like Mm -hmm. the shape of the bottom half of you underwear are made for people like you they're very flattering it's true like that underwear makes me feel like you know when you see like a michael b jordan like put on a shirt from like after a sex scene and like you just see him wearing the underwear and it's like wow my butt looks like that scene and i love it all the more reason to get the killmonger haircut i gotta get you on the killmonger Uh, haircut here we go i need the gains though how can i rock that haircut without the beef i'm getting where's the beef i went to the i went to the gym today i'm getting beefy yeah, I need a I need gymnast rings. I add shoulders. I, to I told you this that I added shoulders. Eat. You gotta get on shoulders, my man. Do those dips or whatever. Here. <laughs> or whatever, thanks. Uh I like to climb trees as my exercise and chase foxes in the park. You're a you're a calisthenics man. You're a body weight exercise man. I am. I am I'm on that primal that that primal exercise, like digging holes in the jungle as my everyday life and that's my exercise like i build huts when the world's not gross do you plan on going to the gym yeah it's weird because a year ago in february i was like gotta get that gym membership i told you before i was gonna visit you i'm gonna get that gym membership and then in march i'm like it's this month and guess what it was really not that month that's that's how i signed up for an improv class that i still haven't taken david kelly Oh my god. Hey, remember that bucket of beer Dude. that I got out of that improv class? It was like a metal bucket of a 12-pack of beer, and I tried to drink all of it. I, uh, you know, to me, some things go together. Peanut butter and jelly, uh, David Kelly and Al Mirabella, and I- improv shows, and a bottle of ponies of beer. There's just something about, like... <laughs> Just put put exactly three and a half beers in me, and I will laugh at whatever. People are like, he's just, why are you laughing? He's just introducing the show, and I'm just like, it's funny. It's a funny show. Funny little guys out there telling their little jokes. You know, they make them up on the spot. That's why I lean over to whoever's next to me. I'm like, did you know that they didn't think this is not pre-planned? It's actually improvised. And they're like, yeah, I know. I'm at an improv show. And I will be like, do you want one of my tiny beers? I'll give you a tiny beer for listening to me for a minute, friend. David Kelly. Yes, Al Mirabella. I want to. We got to wrap the podcast up. We're kind of getting there. Okay. All I right. I think we're going to do let's, this regularly. Did we decide that we're going to do this regularly? Like maybe do a once a month David Kelly on the podcast. Maybe try and figure out the frequency. That's a good. That's a good um, question. I know you introduced that idea, and I said yeah. But I want you to know that um, everybody wants me to be on this show regularly, and. By everybody, I mean Franca and Shelby do. So you, we cannot disappoint them. Franca, Shelby, two of the biggest fans of the show. I'm going to go ahead and say we'll make it happen. I'll call it. It's official. And maybe we'll try and make all those longer episodes. This episode literally made no sense. It wasn't about anything. But, uh, you know, David Kelly, I talk to you more than I talk to anybody on the entire planet. And I want people to know that David Kelly is a good man and that we are two, <gasps> we are two men who do constantly tell you we lift each other up. I honestly, whenever I talk to you, I feel like I get, I have a big head by the end of it. Cause we're, uh, <laughs> we're just, you know, we're like a, we're like a, we're like a bro power couple. It's true. It's true. I do want to make, I feel the same. I do want to make some general show announcements really quick though. So shut the fuck up. All right. This is my show. Yes, sir. We are 
going to start releasing the show on Tuesdays. Tuesdays is the day that Howdy Strangers will come out since I have Saturday and Sunday are my off days, you know, as uh, was a nice thing about working in film, but sometimes they're not. And sometimes I end up working. And also, I literally do not have time to do interviews on the weekdays anymore because I I have no idea what time I get home. And most of the time when you're trying to schedule somebody to come on a podcast, if you're, you're like, hey, can you come on on Tuesday? And they're like, sure. What time? I'll be like, uh, can you do 10 p.m.? And they're like, fucking no way. I cannot do 10 p.m. So just a little bit of inside baseball. If we release the show on Tuesday, it gives me the weekend to record, Monday to edit, Tuesday to put it up. Um, and it gives us a little bit of extra padding. So expect shows on Tuesdays from now on. Um, another thing, I'm going to go ahead and start putting this part in the before we wrap the show up, which is that, hey, uh, Howdy Strangers, that's an unfunny production. That's me. That's what I do. Uh, if you like the show, rate it. Review it on Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. And uh, tell a friend about it because it's good shit. We enjoy it here. and We like being able to make shows happen at Howdy Strangers, both myself and my artificial intelligence, Howdy, who I am slowly training to take over my brand when I die. David Kelly, do you have anything to plug? Um, yes, I do. I have this to plug. Um, I just want to remind you that... Um, Best Buy has a price match guarantee on the Apple AirPods Max, the Space Gray model, for $549, $45.75 a month, suggesting payments with 12-month financing, and a 15-day free and easy return policy. Guest shoppers get 15 days to return or exchange this item. Log in for personal information. David Kelly, that was beautiful. What's your tweeter? Uh, my Twitter is black as night 43. The night is the noun, like the person. Yeah, that's my Twitter. Great. Well, and thank you. And, uh, Hey, we'll fucking, we'll catch you next month on the show, David Kelly. Hell yeah, brother.